Welcome. Thank you for listening to this wholesome word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. The Holy Spirit is, is, not, is not us, you see, but it's the Spirit that makes a Christian life a reality. You cannot be a Christian by yourself. You can't. If you are here and you are struggling with your Christian life and you've been failing here and there, it's it's a failure of connection to the Holy Spirit. It's not a failure of willpower. (laughs) Every Christian, every fault, failure, setback, in our Christian walk, as we embark on pleasing the Father and honoring the Father, any failure in that or shortcoming is not, is a shortfall in our relationship and dependence on the Holy Spirit, not lack of willpower. Excuse yourself. Stop thinking that you are that strong. You are not. If you haven't discovered that, my sister, you are not strong at all. Actually, you are very weak. My brother, you, haven't you discovered you are very weak? So you can't do it by yourself. You can't. We, no, we are very weak. I am very weak. <laughs> it is the Holy Spirit. So <clears throat> that's why Paul said that, I pray that you'll be strengthened by might. By the, so you strengthen with might by his spirit into your inner man. When Paul said that be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind, he's not talking about willpower. He's talking about the Holy Ghost strength. Holy Ghost enablement. So there are only two prayers Apostle Paul made in Ephesians when he wrote to the Ephesians. The first prayer was a prayer of enlightenment, revelation that you will know. The second prayer was a prayer of enablement that you will be. So whatever you can be has everything to do with your dependence on the Holy Spirit. So it's not you, it's not me, but him. Uh, Jesus puts it this way. He said that without me you cannot by yourself do nothing. So we are very helpless outside of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter how many prayers you try to receive. Doesn't matter how. You see, the reason why people read the Bible and keep messing up or they don't get the things you understand is because of their dependence on the Holy Spirit. If you read, you see, uh, anybody who is not born again takes the Bible to read it. It will just be like reading newspaper or anything. Unless, of course, you encounter the Holy Spirit through the pages of the scriptures, then that makes a difference. But those of us who are born again, when we read the Bible, we are reading with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I don't see why you should struggle in your Christian life when the Holy Spirit is just, listen, said, I'm here for you. I'm here. All right. But pastor, I'm not sure if I've got the Holy Spirit. All right, that's what we are dealing with today. Today I'm trusting God that I'll be able to talk about the the chief work, the chief assignment, the main aim, his task in your life. So why do I actually need the Holy Spirit? Let's look at John, John chapter 14, verse 16. I I will, just Jesus speaking, I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter Another, another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth which the world cannot receive because it, it, it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he will, oh, sorry, he dwells with you and will be where? In you. 
When you are born, this is talking about the Holy Spirit. When God, was, Jesus was with him, he said, I am with you. In fact, there's another text which talks about, I am with you, but I will be in you. So the Holy Spirit comes to be in us. The people in the Old Testament, when you read very carefully, the Spirit of God came upon them. At best, the Holy Spirit came upon them. All right? But the Holy Spirit was not in them. Oh, you, there are places you see where they spoke about Daniel, the Spirit in him was amazing. Obviously, being upon him was another way of saying being in him. Many people see there's something in the guy because he was operating from his inside, inner man. Okay, so there's something in him. But virtually, the scripture is where the Holy Spirit was upon, that the Spirit of God came strongly upon. I'm going to explain something to you very important, which makes our teaching tonight very, very exciting or very helpful. Now, in, when you read the Bible very carefully, in Acts of the Apostles, the Holy Spirit actually came upon us, the believers as well. Actually, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, very interesting, very important text about the Holy Spirit coming. All right? Do you know what the book of Acts is about? The book of Acts is about the Acts of the Apostles. So it's not like Acts, just, uh, it's Acts, be, uh, doings of the apostles. That is why in the Acts of the Apostles, it doesn't end with Amen. Doesn't end with amen. That means that it doesn't stop. We are part of it. We are all part of the Acts of the Apostles. We are still living in the book of Acts. When Jesus was alive, that was the pre-resurrection days. It's called the Gospels. So it's all about what Jesus did when he was alive. Now, after he went, the book of Acts continued what he did when he came into us. Do you understand that? So, so Jesus told them that but you shall receive power. He told them in verse 4, don't move out of Jerusalem. I've asked you to go. Don't move out, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. See, you see the word there? After the Holy Spirit has done what? Upon you. Ah, but Pastor, he said he's in us. It's different. No, the Holy Spirit came upon. Now, watch this. This is very important. The Spirit of God comes upon one for function. <laughs> the spirit upon is for function. Let's all say that together. Say it again. What does that mean? What do you think that means? Sorry? To enable us to do the task? Yes, thank you. But upon is, when I said the, up, the spirit upon is for function, is to enable you to serve, to do something. Okay, very important. So the spirit up, upon is for function, whilst the spirit within is for sonship. Did you get that? The spirit within is for sonship. So you can't have the spirit within if you are not a son. Sonship. The, the spirit within is for sonship. S-O-N. S-O. Because we are sons. God, Galatians chapter, um, I think 6 verse 4 of, I missed it. Galatians 5 verse 6 or so. Yeah, 4 verse 6. Because we are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son. Galatians 4 6. He has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts. 
which cries, Abba, Father. Is it Galatians 4, 6? I thought you put it on the screen. Because we are sons. Say, because we are sons. Did you see that? Not sons and daughters, okay. Because we are his children. Because we are offsprings. Because we are of the Father. Because we are children of God. As many as believed in his he gave them the right to become the sons of God. All right? And John chapter 3 says that you have to be born of the water and the spirit. Then he explained that whatever is born by the flesh is flesh. And whatever is born by the spirit is spirit. So because we are born of a spirit, we are, that's why Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers because we are of the same source element. Okay? So we and Jesus are one. The way he said, I and the Father are one, we can also say, we and Jesus are one. Not I and Jesus, but we and Jesus are one. <laughs> okay. So we are of the same essence, the same source. That's right. That's what Hebrews says. So when the Spirit, because we are sons, God has sent for the Spirit of his Son. Why has he sent for the Spirit of his Son into our hearts? Why, we, why has God done that? Why has he sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts? But it's in the Bible. Can't you see in the Bible? What, why? Look, look. What, why has he said it? No, 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 no. Not the job of the Spirit. Why? It's there. It starts with the because. It's the because. Can't you see the because? Because we are sons, God has done something. I'm saying, why has God done that? Because we are. <laughs> That's that simple. All right. So because we are sons, God has sent for the Spirit of his son where? Into our hearts. The spirit within is for sonship. The spirit upon, let me put it this way, is for function or for service. So those in the Old Testament could only afford the spirit upon. Why? Because no one could, have, could be a son yet. Sonship only comes into place after the resurrection, remember? By the resurrection, we have been made sons. So sonship only comes in place after the resurrection. Oh my God, I like this. So when Jesus was about to go, he said, you have to rejoice because now the whole, the whole picture, the thing is about, the dynamics are about to change. Because someone is about to become a son. The spirit of God is about to come into the person. Now in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit, and the son. Go, go to the verse 15. Let's all read verse 15 together from the screen. Let's go. But you receive the spirit of adoption. Is it similar to what we read earlier on? It says that because we are sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son, which Christ, Abba Father, by whom we cry, Abba Father. All right, now watch this. Watch this. So you can tell that this text is the same, very similar to what we read, Galatians chapter 4, verse 16. It said, because you are sons, God has sent for the spirit of his son into your heart. Why? Because you are sons. Because we are sons, we have received. God is one thing sending, another thing receiving. Now this is, this is double barrel, it's the same thing. Okay, so because we are sons, back to Romans, it says that God, he said, for we did not receive, Romans, it says that, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage and guilt to fear. So that means you have received the spirit. Then he goes, and, but you received. Now, watch this. You say, I received. I received. When did you receive it? When you became a son. You received the spirit. It's very important. Right? We've, oh, 
Have you got the Holy Spirit? Yes, you got it. How do you know? Because I'm a son. Because I'm a child of God. Every child of God has got the Spirit of God. That's where it starts from. It's, I want you to understand this so that you, you operate from that premise. You have to know that. that you see, watch this. Let look, look, let's, let's look at the text again very carefully. He says that, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. Why is he talking about you did not receive? Now, from this text, it tells you that he knows you have actually received. But he's not trying to tell you what you have received because he was trying to remind you of what you have received. But as for reception, it's clear from this text that you have definitely received something. That's the point. So that, that means when you get born again, there's, there's, you, there's no two ways about this. There's no scrums about this. You have received a spirit. Pastor, really? Yes, yes, you have. The Holy Spirit. Yes, you have. Now look at verse 8. That is why he had the audacity to say this in verse 8 of this particular text. Okay? He says that, so then, he, uh, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now go to verse 9. Let me show you something. Verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed you have received the, uh, if the spirit of God dwells in you, does the spirit of God dwell in you? Yeah. How do you know? Because you are sin. And when did he come to dwell in you? At your sonship. When you become, all right, so now, if the spirit of God indeed dwells in you, watch this. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, what happens? You are not of it. So if you belong, it means that if you are Christ, definitely the spirit will be in you. Amen. You have the spirit. Amen. Unless you are not Christ. But if you are Christ, is there any Christian here at all? Yes. Then if you are Christian, then you have the spirit. Yes. Yes. You don't need to be confused about this at all. Because the, ow, what makes you a Christian is the spirit. <laughs> That's what makes you a Christian. I've seen people who have got British passports, but are not British. <laughs> I've not seen them, but I've not heard about them. <laughs> it's okay for them to they get to the airport sometimes, and they check the validity of Now, now, but if you are British, okay, it's not a passport that makes you British, but it's your being British that makes you have the passport. So if you genuinely have a British passport, then I don't need to check whether we concern, are you a British or you are not a British? No, that's not the issue. Because you have the passport. So once you have the passport, that means that or if, uh, once you have a genuine, proper passport, then the nationality is British. I, don't, I can't be confused about your nationality once I see your passport. In the same way, it says that once you are a son, once you are a Christian, there's no two ways about that. You have the spirit. Because here he says that you can't be a Christian if he said he said no, no said now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not a Christian. <laughs> He's not a Christian. If you don't have it, you are not. Oh, but maybe I am a Christian, just that the spirit has not. No, 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 no. What makes you a Christian is the spirit in you. So those things are inseparable. You cannot say you are a Christian, but you don't have a spirit. So then, if you have, <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. If you have the audacity to say you are a Christian, you must have the audacity to say, I've got the spirit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> where, where is the spirit? It's in me. I've got the spirit in me. 
when I got born again, we used, to, used to, we used to sing this song. I've got the spirit of God in me. I've got the spirit of God in me. I've got his spirit and his nature and ability. I've got the spirit of God in me. I've got the spirit of God in me. Somebody lift up your right hand and say, I've got the spirit of God in me. Say it again. Convince yourself. Say, I've got the spirit of God in me. Say, well, last time, I've got the spirit of God in me. Because we have sons, we are sons. He sent forth his spirit. And then because we are of him, of, of him we are of the Father, he sent forth his spirit. <laughs> and he said, the spirit cries out, Abba, Father. He helps us to relate to God. So that is why, now does that make sense when the writer of Hebrews says that we have a superior thing, better thing, than those in the Old Testament? Because you're talking about we are sons in his house. They were servants in his house. There's a difference. In the Old Testament, they only say, oh, the servant of God. The servant. If they said about this great prophet Elijah, they said, this is a holy man of God. This is a servant of God. They are servants at best. We are sons. And Depending on how we handle our relationship with him, we are friends. He says, because a servant does not know what his master does, but a friend knows. So what, your revelation is that what determines your level of friendship. <laughs> and you know why the Holy Spirit is here? That's what I'm going to talk about. The chief aim, the chief purpose, the chief work, the chief assignment of the Holy Spirit Say, I'm a son. I'm a son. And I've got the spirit in me. Spirit. Hallelujah. Does that, make, does, that, does that make sense? It's very simple. It's as simple as ABC. If you're a Christian, you've got the spirit. If you're not a Christian, you've not got the spirit. If you're a Christian, in fact, there's a place that says that the world cannot receive the spirit. So if you're not a Christian, the spirit cannot find any space in you. There's nowhere in you for him. He's just, at best, an alien in your life. <laughs> so how come the Holy Spirit is telling you something and you're going to ask an, an unbeliever what he thinks? He doesn't have what it takes to hear what God is saying. Because he's not a son. Hey, who dare you? What do you think you are? Why are you saying these things? You, you, you don't know who I am? I'm, now, can you imagine... Just this week, a very young girl, young lady, young lady got pregnant in her early, early very preliminary stages of her first trimester. It's world news. White House is even congratulating her. Who is she? You don't know who she is? She's because she's married to a son of the, of the house. Royalty. She's British monarchy. Kate Middleton is pregnant. And so what? Oh, you don't want to know. But then the, every, the world, world leaders are congratulating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that tells you how. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Well, well, you, it doesn't matter what you think, whether it matters to you or not. That's the fact. Can you imagine? And her offspring is to the throne. Yes. He said it doesn't matter. He, you, some of us have not discovered who we really are before God. Unbelievers can't stand 
Because some of them know you so much from your infancy and from your background. They look, you are so simple. Who do you think you are? Hey, I am the child of the living God with the Holy Spirit living inside me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Holy Spirit lives. Can you imagine? The Holy Spirit, your, your, your ex-girlfriend might have abandoned your ex-boyfriend, but you know, that's not the problem. The Holy Spirit himself, and I'm going to show you how long he decided to stay with you. Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. <laughs> and the Lord said, uh, What did God say? Any other translation? Any other translation? New Living Translation or something? And the Lord said, My spirit shall never dwell and strive with men. Uh, forever dwell. Say, Forever dwell. Uh, any other translation puts it a different way. New Living Translation. He will not contend with man. This one says he will not um, contend. Okay, uh, uh, New Living Translation. Uh, my, uh, my spirit will not put up with humans for <laughs> such a long time. <laughs> I, I like the Amplified. It says what I want to say. The Amplified says that, for the Lord said, my spirit shall not forever dwell. No, no, that, that's very important. Forever dwell. So that word that was translated, my spirit shall not strive, is actually forever dwell and trying to make a man to do things. So God, he can't force you to do things anymore. So God said, the way man has gone, there's no, I can't live it here anymore, long. I can come and go. I guarantee you, none, nobody here, it doesn't matter how much you love God, you can't stay in this building. You can't stay here. Do you know why? There's no bed here. Oh, Pastor, I don't mind. I will sleep on the chairs. There's no bathroom here. You can manage for three days, depending on who you are. <laughs> but you can't stay here forever. There's no kitchen here. <laughs> At the moment. It is not wired for habitation. Okay? So people don't sleep here. God says that flesh, man, the way man is, I can't live there forever. Because it's not, I can't live there. The man is flesh. I can't. Remember, who said this? God cannot live in man permanently. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So, but, so that means that Pastor, I try to say one of these is the Holy Ghost is going to leave. <laughs> because if the Holy Spirit is not going to, God is not going to dwell here permanently. That means one of these days, he's about to leave. Ooh. And at what condition is he going to leave? Because God said, I will not dwell with man forever. Has he changed his mind now? Has he converted? God is not dwelling with man in your case. You are of God. <laughs> there are two different things. I am of God. I'm the son of God. He cannot disown me. He cannot disown me. If he wants to, it's too late. But let me show you something. This helps us to build the platform for us to quickly look at the work of the Holy Spirit. All right, John chapter 14. 
again. We read it earlier on, but we're going back there. Sometimes one text, one verse is, can be so loaded. Not sometimes, always. Every, every one word in God's word is so loaded. John chapter 14 verse 16 says, And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Let's all say another helper. Another helper. Say it again, please. Some of you have translations which uh, render it comforter. Am I right? Yeah. Who has... Uh, 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 what does yours say? Another counselor. Any other translation? So, what did you say? Comforter? Counselor? Any other translation apart from helper? Okay. That's the amplifier. I knew. Amplifier, no, I know what the amplifier does. Okay, let me, let me, let me do this um, explanation for you. The amplifier, you know what the word amplifier means? So we have PSA, amp, amp, amplify, blows it up. So the, why, why, why amplify? Because every text, every word of the Greek or Hebrew is so rich that sometimes there's not enough English words to explain what it's saying. So like I said the other time, the uh, faith is the substance. The word substance, hypostasis, can also, also, no, can also means essence. All right, and it even means more than just substance and more than essence. It means the underlining factor. It's so many things. So when the interpreters or trans, sorry, the translators, when they're translating, they come up, up they, they interpret the word based on the context. Okay, no, no, inter- translate the word based on the context. So it can make sense. Now, Amplify sometimes takes the word and then uses different various English Words that can mean the same. That means the same. So here he says that I'll I'll pray to the Father and he will give you another comforter, another counselor, another helper, another intercessor, another advocate, another strengthener. I like that one. Strengthener and another standby. This tells you his job. It tells you his job. We'll go that. We'll go that. So standby generator. In, In Ghana, and in Nigeria, if you are rich or you are a church and you want to have a peace of mind, you need something called standby generator. Some of you have never heard about something like that. You never know what it is. Most of the big industries in this country and the, the hospitals, every hospital in this country, I suppose, is supposed to have a standby generator just for health and safety purposes. If you are operating and cut somebody's stomach and there is power failure. So... Standby generator, what it does is anytime power fails, it kicks in. All right. What you see there, up there, the white thing near the red light there is called emergency lighting. It operates with batteries. So the batteries are always being charged. <laughs> Got it? Got it? All right. The batteries are always being charged. <laughs> so anytime there is power failure, those lights come on. How come that there's power failure and they are on? Because they have batteries inside. <laughs> they have standby. That's, so the Holy Spirit is like standby generator. And not just to stand by what you do your own thing. He's always there depending on how much you want to resource him. He's there with you. He's always there. So that's why you put your, your TV on standby, your whatever on standby. It's not off. You see that red light tells you that it's not off. It's actually still on. Just that the screen has gone off or gone to sleep. So when you press the remote, 
It comes from standby and it begins to operate. The Holy Spirit is a stand is there. He will force himself because God said, My spirit will no longer strive with man. Holy Spirit, if you are really there, okay, make me begin to this. Make me begin to like this. No, it doesn't. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the text. So it says that, keyword, it said, I will, stand, I will send another comforter, another helper. Now, the Greek, the Greek word translated that is alos parakletos. Now, alos parakletos is, you know, that even well, para, parallel. Uh, 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 not paragraph, but parallel. When they say something is parallel, it means that alongside, say alos. Paracletos. Now, it didn't just say paraclete or paracletos. The Holy Spirit is a paraclete. It means, watch this. It means that he's a comforter, he's intercessor, he's strengthener, and all that. But alos is another. But the original Greek means another. All right. This way. What is this? So I can take this sweet and give it to Pastor Philip. Hold it. Thank you, Pastor. And then I take another word. Is it also sweet? Yeah. So it's another sweet. Okay. So have you seen this one? This one and this one. This this one is another sweet of this. So this sweet, this is another one. It's quite different from this. Is this another sweet? But what's the difference between this and this? So you realize that this is another, uh, sorry, uh, the, 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 um, is another of the same. Do you understand? Whilst this is just another. Now when Jesus said, I'll send you another comfort, knows that it's somebody else, is, the, is, is this, Aros Paracletos means another of the same. Actually, there's no difference between us. It's another of the same. But he is going to come inside you. Whilst I was around, I, I was with you. Now I am going. That's why he said, I'm going and I'll come back. He said, I, I am with you, but I'll be in you. So it's, that's why he says that, and he'll remain with, hey. Did you see that word there? The last word? How long? Forever. How long? Forever. How long? One, one assignment of the Holy Spirit. Or his chief, one chief aim of it is to abide with you forever. Jesus wanted to, but he couldn't. Why couldn't he? Why couldn't he abide with us forever? If he, Jesus was today, we, we are, he, he had ab, abided forever. But now he'll be in Palestine. What, what are we going to do over here? <laughs> <laughs> Or he can be at one place at the same time. So he'll be here, then he vanishes and go to America and then move and go. So whilst he's in America, he's not here. But we want him here. So that's the, he couldn't do that. Watch this. So first assignment of the Holy Spirit is that is, is Alos Paracletos to be with us forever. In the same capacity as Jesus was with us. So, but this time, he, he, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, no difference. The only, only, the only difference now, he's in us. Jesus was with us in the flesh and at the one place at the same time. But now, the Holy Spirit is in all of us together at the same time. Amen. So, now, it's like Jesus 
put himself into all of us at the same time. He needed to do that so we can be his body. Because if the blood that flows in my leg is not different from the one that is in my ears. It's the same because it belongs to the same. So the spirit that's flowing in you is the same. Oh, man. The Jesus in you is the same. Now, that's one day I was teaching on TV. I said, I said, the church, the church is the Christ in you, Christ in me, Christ in her, Christ in him, Christ is them, in them, Christ in us. That is the church. It's not a building. The church is the Christ in you factor. So when Christ is in you, oh, you're part of the church. It's Christ in her. She's part of it. So those of you who are busy looking for wives and husbands who are not part of the church, where are they going to stay? Because they, they don't fit in the body. They don't fit in the body. They are not part of the body. And you're moving outside of the body. It's like you're going into the sea to go and catch a creature to marry and come and bring the person to live on earth. <laughs> and he said, oh, oh, he's a good man. He's a good man. Oh, he doesn't mind me going to jail. No, it's not about that. It's nature. Mm. Yeah. A chimpanzee can shave. He cannot still be a human being or win a presidential election. <laughs> it's, it's a nature. nature. It's a nature issue. It's not a behavioral issue. I believe God is talking to somebody. So number one, the chief work of the Holy Spirit is to abide with us forever. Does that sound good? (laughs) Number two, he said, the spirit of truth. Say the spirit of truth. Say the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. Now, the word translated truth is the spirit of it's not just truth like speaking truth it's more of reality have you seen an envelope before no never okay they give you one oh okay it's an envelope so this is a real i've been seeing pictures of envelopes or like i've been seeing pictures of hollywood Los Angeles, I've never been there. One day you go to, hey, Los Angeles, here I come. So really, I'm here. <laughs> reality. It becomes real. Now, he's called the spirit of reality. That's the actual right interpretation. He's the spirit of reality. What does, that, what does that mean? He makes real everything we have in God. So outside of the Holy Spirit, how can you experience God? He's the spirit of reality. You want to experience the reality of the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ? He's the spirit that makes it a reality. He's the spirit. That, he, so his second assignment, not second in, uh, in order of importance, number two, his chief assignment is to make, give us an, an experience of God, experience of the things of God, experience of, 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 an experience of divinity, experience of what Christ has made available for us. He gives us an experience. He makes it real. So if you say, if you say I'm blessed, I'm blessed, it takes the Holy Spirit to really make it real. Make it real. That means that if you're a Christian, everything is available. That God, it's, because you have the spirit of reality. You can't say, oh, this thing, I don't know how it's going to be. It is, it is me. <laughs> it's real. He's a spirit of reality. In other words, you can never have any experience in God, with God, from God, outside of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? You don't have a problem because the Holy Spirit is already in you. Amen. So number one, it's number one assignment is to stay with us forever. Say the spirit of reality. 
Number three, John chapter 16, verse 8. It says here that, let me start from verse 5. But, but now I go away to him who sent me, and, now, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your, adva- eh? it is to your advantage that I go away. He's leaving you and he's telling you it's to your advantage. In what way? Jesus, in what way is your leaving me? In quotes. In what way is your leaving me to my advantage? Because you being with me has brought me so much blessings. And Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I, Jesus, go away. Why? He says that, for if I do not go there, comfort at the Alos Paracletos will not come to you. So that means that Jesus in his, in his being, physical being, with us, was not better than his going for the Holy Spirit to be. So there is something, don't stop don't, 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 don't saying that I wish I, was live, I lived in the days of the apostles. I, I, lived, I, I wish I lived when Jesus was here so I would see him. He says that there's a better opportunity now. Holy Spirit, actually, he said it is expedient, it is adv- to your advantage that the second happens. So, if Holy Spirit being with us is better. Now, they are also saying, oh, I wish, I wish I was not born at this time and later so I can have the Holy Spirit. And you too, you are saying that, oh, I wish I was there. And they are saying that we wish we were here. This is all, it has to do with the way we see things. This is why teaching is important. I don't know, you'll be beating yourself. Hey, hey, I should have been born at another time. Hey. <laughs> because of, of your little afflictions. <laughs> okay. So he said, if I do not go, the, it's to your advantage that I go so that the helper will come to you. But if I depart, verse, um, I'm still reading verse 7, the last bit. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world what of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So that's why I say it's not good preaching that, that brings people to Christ. Good preaching is good. But it's the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit-filled preaching that can change lives. Because it's his job to convict, to make all of a sudden, how? Oh, I know I'm guilty. I need Jesus. And that's condemn. It doesn't condemn, he convicts. He convicts you. It's like the way sometimes you do something and your, your guilt, your conscience pricks you. Now, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. So that's why you can't say, <laughs> if he's convicting the world of sin and lives in you and you are sin, sinning very comfortably, chances are that actually you were deluded thinking he lives in you. <laughs> because if he lives in you, the first thing will convict you as well. You can't have Holy Spirit in you and be sinning comfortably and enjoying sin comfortably. At least you may, you may be struggling, but you know that you don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, help. I don't want somebody cries sometimes and said, I help. The Holy, uh, Holy Spirit help. The last is after my anointing. <laughs> <laughs> there are most of you guys here, we really don't like it when we are struggling with sin. Am I right? Yes. It's a sign that you are alive in God. Yes. It's different from guilty conscience. Because the same things that you used to do and was okay, now you are doing any, or now anytime you do it, even by accident, or you know, it happens to you, you feel, <laughs> <laughs> you feel so bad. 
You feel so bad. You feel like you bury yourself. There are people here who have vowed to God, God, if I do this thing again, kill me. Lord, kill me. And three days later, you wait. And then the Holy Ghost tells you, oh boy, don't go. Oh, but so, Lord, this one, give me like my last chance. <laughs> Somebody shout, mercy. So, number three, he'll convict the world of sin, judgment, and righteousness. I don't, I, won't, I don't want to go into that. I want to get to the next point and end on it. So, number four, the chief work, chief task of the Holy Spirit. Number four. What's number one? Stay with us. Abide with us forever. Number two? Yeah, give us an experience of the Father or give the experience of the Father and the word of God and all that to us. Number three, com- conviction. Convict the world of sin or conviction. And then number four, I like this one, revelation. 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 Verse 12 of John chapter 16. <laughs> oh boy, this is serious, man. Verse 12. See what Jesus said. Jesus said that I still, I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. Jesus has got a lot to tell you. A lot to let you know. A lot. But you can't take it. So God, Jesus said, I've got many things to teach you, but you can't take it. You can't bear it. Go to the next verse, verse 13. I like that, the, the, the first word there. However... Though you can't bear it, though you don't have what it takes to take it, it is, it is like, it is like this guy, what this gentleman is holding, and this thing is, 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 is like an iPad, but it's not an iPad. This thing has a fixed memory. Okay, fixed memory. So, like somebody's iPad may be 16 gig. Now, this is dynamic. You can buy external memory and put it in, and increase it as much as you want. Some of you have got some things called external hard drive. Huge, huge files. Your computer can't take it. But guess what? You don't have a problem. You download it. Okay. Why? Because you download it onto an external hard drive. So in spite of the fact that the thing is too heavy and big for your system, you can still take it in. Why? Because you have an, a standby, an external hard drive. Now, it says that there are so many things I want to tell you. You can't take it. How be it? In spite of the fact that you can't take it, when the spirit of reality comes, he will now do the downloading himself. <laughs> Did you see that? He said, however, when he, the spirit of reality, okay, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you he's coming to do a job. He's, that's why I say you must be happy he's coming. You must be happy he's coming. You must be happy he's coming. When the spirit of reality comes, he will take it and download it. No human being. Ah, can I end this one with this test? Okay, let me go to First Corinthians chapter two. Hey, verse ten. First Corinthians chapter two is powerful text. I like it. Verse ten and I think verse twelve. Verse ten. Okay, I think it would be good if we all read it together. Have you finished writing it down? Yes. Let's read it. Let's go. But God, but God has revealed it to us 
by his spirit for the spirit searches all this yeah the deep things okay all right that's what the spirit does go to the next verse verse 11 for yes except the spirit which is in him even so let's go even so no one knows the things of god except the no one knows what except no one knows that means that the things of god the deep things you can't go into god's mind to doubt you can't can you you can't even get what is in my mind you don't know what what he's hiding from you the one sitting beside you not me me i don't hide anything but the one <laughs> you don't know what they're hiding from you you can't download it but i said so you can't but how be the spirit of god even so the spirit of god knows everything knows the things Oh, no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now, the next verse. Let's go to the, 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 the next verse. Verse 12. Now, did I tell you you received something at born again? Yes. So he said, now we have, we, we have not, we, we have received not the Spirit of the world. That means there's the Spirit of the world. But the Spirit who is from God. Why? That we might know. <sighs> Reality. That we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. So when you are talking, watch this. When you are talking that I'm blessed, my future is settled, and the unbelievers are wondering, why are you saying that? You they don't know, but you know why? Because somebody external drive, hard drive, something is telling you, is downloading to your system that you have a future. They can't comprehend, they can't understand, they will argue against it, they can't accept it, but it doesn't matter. You know, you know, you know that the spirit of reality is given to you because he says that we have the spirit of god that we might know the things that are freely given to us so then it doesn't take a pastor that's why you have to be careful listening to pastors who don't have the spirit what are they got to tell you they will only give you motivational speaking or advice based on social factors which any natural intelligent person can do. Yeah. They may be good to an extent, but they can't tell you what is freely given to you by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, by God. That's why he's the spirit of reality. He says that when he comes, how be it when he arrives? Do you have, have, you, have you received the spirit at all? Yes. Do you have somebody who has got the spirit of all? Yes. So, so, so you see what you are sitting on? Good. You got access. You know. You can't say you know. He would when Jesus said, Who do men say I am? None of them. In spite of the fact they've been with Jesus for a while. No one could know who Jesus is. But Peter said something. Jesus said, Hey Peter, Matthew 16, 17. Peter, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Why? Your level of blessing is predicated on your revelation. Because it says that for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but by the Holy Spirit. It takes, oh, it takes the Holy Spirit to define how much blessing you walk in. The blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham. You need the Holy Spirit to begin to open you up because he's the spirit of reality. Other than that, this whole blessing of Abraham will remain a fiction. Will always remain in the future, never in your present. I rest my case. Did you get something? Come on, let's appreciate God. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. 
You can also find more spirit-filled messages from Caris Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share the message. Be blessed.